we're going to end it with, I'm going to say episode one, and then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind, and that's the name of the episode. Uh, no, don't do that with me. All right, uh, episode one. Beer. Beer. <laughs> that's not going to be the name. Okay, go again. Episode one. Beer. It's <laughs> a, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's got to go now. With Josh Kerr. All right, here David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage. That's appropriate now, is it? It's appropriate. It is the, the way, the truth, and the life. The what? This is the, uh, <laughs> the start of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's been in the works for a while, hasn't it, David? Yeah, no, it's been in the works since around September. Um, mm. Josh and I were on a run and we just said, hey, we should totally do a podcast. So that exact day, we impulsively bought mics and for the last three uh, months, we've been milking it and uh, the milk's been put in the barrel and now it's churned into butter. And so we're <laughs> ready to produce um, a really great podcast that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Yeah, I think I think it will definitely. This platform will definitely give us a, an ability to give an insight into our Brooks Beast team, the you know day to day of being a professional athlete, and then just yeah, just our daily lives and our take on you know issues that are going on in the sporting world and, and anything along those lines. Yeah, and our ultimate goal with this podcast too is to not only be track and field related. We want to be able to share insight into really any athletic endeavor that somebody wants to pursue or even. Uh, arts you know like we want to be able to just have conversations as people with people and I think in this sport we see a lot of athletes as these material objects that are just used for publicity or used for plays or slam dunks but we don't do that but what we want to be able to do is show that we have personality and we are just people and we have a lot of similar things going on in our lives with a lot of people in the world like we play video games we nap we eat the same food sometimes and so like yeah, we're just here to kind of give you guys a good time. Yeah, you know, I'm excited about, you know, the the interest we've had already from from you guys, the, the questions that we've had sent in that we will be answering some later. And, you know, just, just trying to have as many people involved as possible and, and just trying to hear, answer the questions that you guys want, you know, want answered from us and, and want opinions from, from our side of things. Yeah, and so for the structure of this episode, really, we're just going to go into the intro to our podcast, which we're kind of where we're at, and... Then we're going to go into um, like a little bit of, you know, internal Brooks uh, chat and a bit of a background of, of, of us too. So you kind of, you know what you're, the people that you're listening to, like, so if you haven't met us or if you don't follow us around or anything like that and you are listening to the podcast, just have a little bit of background on us. And then, yeah, just getting into some, some of your questions, really. Yeah. So. Do you want to take it away? You want me to? Yeah, you can start, you know. All right, DJ, drop, 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 drop the check. <laughs> Um, so here we are. Um, yeah, so my name is David Ribich. I am in my second year with the Brooks Beasts. Uh, we are stationed out in Seattle and coached by Daniel Mackey. Yep. I'm taking a lot of the same things Josh is going to start with. Um, <laughs> but I'll go back a little bit further um, and talk about my upbringing in the sport and kind of where I'm at today. So I started running in junior high because my uh, cross-country team and football team were the only two things offered in the fall for um, my athletics. I went to a really small high school. Uh, my town had 2,000 people. My graduating class was 34. I know a lot of people hear the story all the time of like that small school kid, but here I am. Um, I started running uh, mainly because my first love soccer uh, got cut and it like wasn't really offered anymore. And so 
what was a four eleven guy gonna do? He wasn't gonna play football. He'd be the football. You know, he uh, he went ahead and did running, and he won his first race, and he kind of fell in love with the sport and that thrill of victory. And so from that day on, I've uh, just loved it. I went to Enterprise High School, which is located in the northeast corner of Oregon, uh, coached by a still a great uh, friend of mine, Dan Moody. Um, he's still coaching there today, and. From there, I went on to Western Oregon University, which is a small Division II school just south of Portland. Uh, when I graduated high school, my times were um, 857 in the 3000, uh, 410 in the 1500 meters, and 203.99 um, in the 800 meters. Uh, my 5K was 1557. And so I go into college and developed under Michael Johnson. Um, not the Michael Johnson. This is Mike Johnson, Coach Johnson. Um, but he's been around the block at University of Washington, Boise State. Portland. And if anyone has been an athlete in the Pacific Northwest that's now coaching, they've probably been coached by Mike Johnson. Rob Connor, for instance, from the University of Portland. He was coached by my college coach, um, not to put any age date. So <laughs> I uh, developed under Mike Johnson. Um, I graduated college running 337, uh, 148, uh, 750, and was a four-time NCAA Division II champion and four-time Division II record holder. I didn't know you were a four-time Division II record. Yeah, so was in it? the DMR, the 1,000, 3,000, and the 1,500. The 1,000? The 1,000. That's a distance now. That's a, well, indoor. indoor. <laughs> I mean, I got to put a little asterisk, though, because it was on a 300-meter flat. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, so, yeah, so then I signed with Brooks uh, in the summer of 2018, um, I guess, to add a little bit more mm-hmm. insight instead of rushing through that. I um, qualified for the USA Championships in 2017 and was the 34th guy on the list. And they only typically take like 32 for the field. So I thought I was out. And lo and behold, I got in because they took 36 people. And so I was like, all right, I'm the 34th guy here. I'm happy to be here. I'm lining up against these guys that I've looked up to my entire life. And then the, the prelims come out and I had Olympic champions, Olympians, Olympic bronze medalists, uh, two-time Olympians. Like I'm saying Olympians a lot because that field was so great. And so... <laughs> I end up making the final and I finished ninth and then the following year signing with Brooks, I finished 10th and then this past year I failed to make the final and I think that comes a lot with the transition from my collegiate programming to the work under Danny Mackey and so um, now healthy, 30 flirty and thriving, um, I'm 24 but uh, yeah that's really the quick intro of my life in like four minutes so oh. josh is going to probably take about 20 so we're going to let him kind of take the it away. Over here. yeah no i i think we're pretty different i've got some questions to whip at you in a minute but you know my, my school was more of a rugby school played a lot of rugby in my in my uh up, upbringing years uh, my dad was a professional rugby player my mom was a, a tennis player so it wasn't running wasn't really something that my family knew but you know, we were sporty, so we were always going to find it. And uh, me and my brother just did every sport you can ever think of, just so we were tired by the time we went to bed at like 7 p.m. every night. So my parents were like able to have some, some time. Where they, what do you think they did in that time? I, I think they just relaxed for the TV because we, uh, cause okay. we, we tired them out too much. But uh, <laughs> that is inappropriate. Uh, so then on, I, I, I went to a running camp for, for like a summer camp and, and um, I went to a local track in Meadow Bank, which is, you know, where the likes of Crystal Hare, Jake Whiteman were, were training at that time as well. And, and uh, yeah, just kind of built up and 
sport, other sports started to drop. I was winning races. I was enjoying myself, and I was able to be out there with my brother, and, and my parents would come and drop me off and watch me every time. So I was always having a great time, especially if you're winning as a child. You're always going to enjoy what you're doing. So from there on, yeah, just got more and more serious, moved up a group um, to, to Dave Campbell, who was, again, Chris O'Hare's coach, which uh, I, keep, I keep kind of name-dropping him, big... Uh, big brother of mine and uh so yeah just just kind of did that for a bit and and you know i was able to be reasonably successful when i was growing up and and i knew i wanted to go to the u.s so i emailed every coach under the sun and uh every single one came back to me do you email mike johnson d1 under the sun and okay uh, i'm not gonna lower myself okay (laughs) Uh, Uh, no i'm joking I, i i really if i'm being honest i didn't know d2 was a thing that's fine. That's all right. I, I didn't like. I, I didn't know D one was a thing, so we're fine. even. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I uh, and I, I was I was trying to get recruited at sixteen. Okay. Um. So I'd ran three. I'd ran three fifty two in the fifteen hundred. At sixteen. At sixteen, and every coach was like, "Just give me a year and an email me back." Uh. And and other than Joe Franklin, Joe Franklin said, "You win races. Uh. We want you." And I was like sign me up, I don't need a visit, I'm, I'm in, sort of thing, and then that summer, I had like my most successful summer, and I ran 3.42, maybe, no, 3.44, and, and one European juniors, um, and I think Joe was pretty happy with himself at that point, and then, yeah, I moved out to UNM, made that move at 17, and, and you know, I had a bit of a rush, uh, rough freshman year, you could say, a little bit of a, I don't know, the, the transition from, from UK to US, you know, no parents, no, you know, big structures, kind of, you, you got your own responsibilities and things, so, you know, I would say I was overeating a little bit, going going out to eat a bunch, I never drank, to be fair. To be fair, because your I, freshman I, 15 was not alcohol related. definitely freshman 30 at least, I was, I was near that 200 pounds for sure. But, you know, I, I came back on track with the right help from my parents and, and Joe and, and, and stuff, so it... It ended up fine, and then I was able to, to do well with, with um, I started winning races again in, in CBLA and built some confidence and was able to kind of push from there, and I ended up with, with three NCAA titles and a, and a NCAA record when I came out and signed in 2018, the same year as you. Two weeks after you? Two weeks after me, yeah. Well, set the record straight, you signed after you knew I signed. I, yes. Nice. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that that wasn't why... I signed. I got told by Danny after I went over my contract stuff with Danny and, and Steve and Matt. And, and the next day, Danny was like, hey, we signed David. And I was like, that's really cool. I like that. Do you know who I was? Anyway. That's where I'll, that's where <laughs> I'll put the crickets, I suppose. <laughs> I... I knew who you were. Yeah. No, I mean, we don't. You don't need to flatter me. I know who you are now. You know. You, I I don't think it matters. Like. I don't either. I know who you are now. Yeah, You're a that's, really good friend of mine, David. Wow. Holy cow, guys! This is gonna be. It's <laughs> gonna be an emotional first podcast. <laughs> oh god! I want to whip some questions at you. All right. Then. All right. What was your journey like being small? What <laughs> was my journey like being small? Yeah. Um. So, it was a. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I was 4'11", and um, so here's a story. This is probably the summary of what it was like being small. My freshman year of high school, um, I don't know if this will be a surprise for people, but I like to try to fit in. So I let all the seniors uh, shave my head. And 
I was like, ah, all the seniors love me. I, they shaved my head. And I mean, they shaved my head, like bald. And we were like playing. Like a razor? Like a razor. Jesus. And so we were playing basketball. And we go into this JV game and we're reversing. I'm not going to say the team, but they were purple. And <laughs> they, like, the, the guys were making fun of me during the warm ups. They're like, oh, look at this guy. Like, yeah. he's even old enough to be in high school. Look at this little kid. You were 4'11 in high school. I was 4'11 in my freshman year of high school. So how old is that? Uh, 15. Okay. I was 86 pounds. Jesus. And so they were making fun of me. Um, and uh, it was going on and on. I was like, whatever. Given I was like a freshman, so I got like the really baggy extra large jerseys. Yeah. And so we go into halftime. And as we're like, the locker rooms are right next to each other. The purple team yells at me like, hey, kid, like. Like, you shouldn't be out there. You're just a little kid at the end of the bench. Like yeah. They thought I was, like, the manager. They're calling me the manager. And then one of my teammates goes over there, says something, like, straight to their face, comes back to me, and he taps me on the shoulder and goes, David, they're not going to bother you anymore. And I was like, dang, Dustin, thanks. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. We go into the game. So I was the player that went in the last two minutes of the game. So I go in the last two <laughs> minutes of the game. The purple team starts taking a couple steps back every time I get the ball, and they're going, shoot it, buddy. Take the shot, buddy. I'm like, what the heck? So I'd shoot it. I'd make it. They'd pat me on the back, high-five me as I'm running down the court. We get done with the game. We're doing like the hood, good game, good game, good game, like yeah. touching hands with the team. They all like patted me on the back. We're walking back into the locker room. I'm like, Dustin, what did you say to them? He's like, ah, I just told them you got out of remission. And I was like, what? He's like, I just told them you had cancer. I'm like, you're kidding me. Why would <laughs> And so in summary, like, I got picked on. I had a big mouth, and so I tried to fight with my mouth instead of my fists. Yeah. And that's why I got good at running, because I would say something mean to a bigger person, I'd run away. But mm -hmm. you always got to have a friend like Dustin. So Big old Dustin. That's what it's like being small, Josh. I've never been small. What's it like being the you. same size since you were 16? I've definitely grown. <laughs> I've definitely lost weight since I was 16. <laughs> I don't care. Like I, That's something that I... Um, I speak about I would say a little bit and I like to joke and, and giggle about it because you know my teammates like even when I came to UNM it was like like they were worried about like maybe not talking about it I'm like I just need to be kept accountable here because it's not I don't actually have issues it's like you're just eating too much Josh so no it's it was it was fine it was just I don't know it was just a transition for me it was a transition to be like you know what yes the the stereotypical runner does not look like me and it took me a little bit of time to be like oh wait I actually can be a professional runner and look like this um and all you need to realize is you know play to your strengths I'm, I'm super powerful um and and you know that means that I can be quicker I can be I can you know make that jump to to my top end speed faster I can you know I, I'm working a little bit harder in the weight room now to be more explosive and stuff like that so you know, I bring that to my racing and I bring that to, to like daily track life. And, yeah. you know, I think there's definitely, a, you know, a healthy balance to whoever you are, like play to your strengths, you know what I mean? You know, accept your body type and, and just play to your strengths. Really, That got really serious. No, but. I mean, but like, that's a hot topic right now. Yeah. And like, we definitely encourage just like being the best possible you, you can be. Everybody's yeah. built different. Everybody is different. And yeah. I'm happy that we're in an environment where we can really just embrace who we are and things are catered to what we need mm -hmm. and like today like drew was ripping 150s yeah. and he ran 16 point you yeah. were ripping 150s going 16 point yeah i wasn't gonna do that didn't want to put him on a blast but yeah, that's fair but 
yeah, runners can come in different shapes and sizes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah, just accept who you are and, and just, you know, there, there's no need to just change yourself. To I get messages about this all the time on Instagram being like, how much do you weigh? Or like, what, like how, how are you able to run if you're like looking like that? And it's like, you know, just, just play your strengths. That's just the, the motto of it. Like, yeah. you know, you, you, you can't just put yourself in like a category like if I, if I want to be a world-class runner, I have to look like that. Yeah. Like, I, I know that I can be a world-class runner and, and look like I like I Well, because right you are. You got six in the world. I didn't want to say that. I, I'll I, say I, it. I'll yeah. flex that. I mean, Thanks, you only bro. got that because of me. So it's like... That's true. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Yeah, so, totally yeah, right. so, you know, just we'll move on from this topic. But what, yeah, that's the, the kind of closing comments from that. It's just, you know, accept the body type you have yeah. and, and work within your strengths. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Anyway, next question. The stigma of D2. Ooh, the stigma of D2. I mean, I, I may, I've made a bunch of jokes by D2. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> any anything other than Division One to most collegiate athletes is a laughing stock, you yeah, know, like, yeah. internally. But I think what's really great is... Kind of, kind of like body types. Um, same thing is for your division. Like, there's different types of divisions that are mm-hmm. catering to your own success. And I would not be where I am today had I gone to a division one. Yeah. I think because I went to a division two, I was able to develop. I was able to really find my own. And like my freshman year of college, I won the 1500 meter conference title. That was a huge deal. Like, I yeah. nationals wasn't even in my scope uh, my freshman year, but I won conference, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh. Okay. This is possible. This is possible. Well, yeah. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I thought I was good. I never got on TFIRS to look at other athletes or other programs. I'm like, oh, I'm a conference champ. And yeah. I used that confidence and just kept carrying it. And so the stigma of Division Two or the stigma of needing to go Division One um, is like, it makes sense. People want to go where there's the most success and there's the best programming. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you should ever close the door to an NAIA D3 or Division Two because that might be exactly where you need to develop. Yeah. And so the stigma really um, is kind of frustrating. Uh, but I, I get a lot of message about that. You get a lot of message about your size. I get yeah. a lot of message about Division two, And yeah. I always want to be able to encourage kids to um, open their minds to as many um, possibilities. Like my recruiting process at a high school was Western Oregon University, Southern Oregon University, Eastern Oregon University, and I'm sure as hell if there was a Northern <laughs> or Northern Oregon, I would have got recruited there too because I'm all about the compass. So, and then I had one phone call with a Division One coach, and he never called me back. And then I called him back Say after. It. Who is it? Uh, I can't. Say it. Uh, no, I'm good. No, I, I gotta. Um, they're also purple, and so <laughs> I uh, he called me back and said. He lost my number, and immediately there, I was like, okay, I'm signing with Western Oregon University. Yeah. And I told him that before I even told Western Oregon University that, but that was my impulse of like, all right, guy, you lost a good one. And uh, yeah, so, but now that me and that coach, like I saw him this last weekend, and we're, we're yeah. totally fine. But yeah, um, the stigma of Division two is real, but I don't think it should ever, I don't think you should put yourself in a bracket um, because you've seen successes of other yeah, people. definitely. That's fair. And I would like to move on a little bit into into Brooks news, like yeah. internally, like our team, like we opened up last weekend, and you know you're the facts guy, you're the Twitter facts guy. Yeah, what do you need? Uh, I need anything you can give me. All to right, be so I'll I'll give a good rundown. Um, so the people that competed last week at the University of Washington preview mm-hmm. um, were Drew Wendell, Brandon Kidder, uh, Ali Buhalski, uh, Ali Ostrander, Marta Penfritas. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that was right. And me, myself. 
and David Timlin, a guy that's working out with us right now, who's an ox and is just always on board to do whatever. <laughs> um, he was doing some pacing duties. So in order of events, um, I ran the 1K to open the day. It was in an unpaced field. I ran 224, which was two seconds off my personal best. And it's I feel good about it. Like I walked away from that feeling a little defeated in terms of the placing that I finished in that race. Yeah. But I'm doing completely different work than I've ever done before, plugging my 90-mile weeks. Plug and I it. feel like... Being able to do that and have a really great workout right afterwards gave me a lot of confidence going into a 3K. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy with my performance, and I think walking away from a performance and being able to analyze it critically is super important. Mm-hmm. Going on to David Timlin, he paced some races. Um, and then Ali Ostrander was a second off her personal best. She ran like 435, 436 yeah. to finish second. Um, go to the 800 for women. Um, oh, actually, Brandon Kidder in the mile went ahead and ran... 450 or 357 yeah 357 to finish second behind Ben Blankenship yep um, and that was great for Brandon great as well yeah. um, he's been doing a lot of lot, lot of different work more tempo and aerobic type work mm-hmm. um, go to the 800s Marta ran 205 which is a second or two off her indoor 800 meter PR yep and she's also been just doing a huge buildup of mileage mm-hmm. and she was talking about her mile progressions and her mile repeats and said like I've never done these before but to have that positive result with different training, I think is going to be a really good indicator of her year. Drew Wendell back on the track. I think that's like the best Yay. performance of the week. Although he ran 150, gets second, the time looks interesting enough. The credit to it is he hasn't ran a race since June, since Portland Track Festival of last year. Mm-hmm. And coming from a world indoor silver medal, a 144 indoor PR, um, to having issues with... Um, hormonally and physically and things like that to getting injured and he's open about this he's had people message him about this but he is now back on track in a healthy position and it is really really good to see um, him just be able to do what he loves yeah i mean it was it was great to see him on the track today rip that yeah back to back six back to back to 16-6 yeah like i mean i haven't i haven't since signing, I haven't seen him kind of rip since I first signed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was just awesome to see. Yeah, as well, no, it so. really is. It's inspiring. And um, yeah, so Jerindal's back. And then Ali Buhalski, she ran a uh, seven second PB in the 3K and yeah. ran 8.59. Mm-hmm. Uh, dipped under that nine minute barrier and she looked phenomenal. And she's going to be going back to UW in two weeks to actually try to grab a win uh, again down there for another yeah, PB. And I so think, I think that was obviously a, a big performance for her and you know she's been starting to train a little bit more like that you know 3k 5k runner that that she she is so you know she's able to read those benefits last weekend and i think that's going to continue as the year goes on yeah i mean i keep in mind as well like she ran 1522 point last year she was she was decimal points off of a world standard Mm -hmm. in her first year um like that's fantastic she's real ali buhalski keep it a lookout Furman, (laughs) second at the ncaa in her collegiate days and but yeah so but while all this was happening, Dave... While yeah. all this was happening, who was here at camp? Josh, so, take it us away from Albuquerque, Camp my, ABQ. My, uh, my base home. <laughs> um, so we... I had Henry here. I, I invited him. I thought, you know, w- with us not ra- racing at UW, I thought, you know, it'd be, it'd be kind of nice for us to get a jump start. You know, I had a bit of a, you know, illness and like little niggles here and there that kind of gave me a bit of a struggling start to the year. Or to, to like re- restarting last uh, late last year, so you know we, we worked away. Um, 
down down in Albuquerque, like down a little bit lower than we are right now. And uh, then Isaac came, and uh, yeah, we've just been working hard to be honest. It's been nice to kind of get that grind back, get that base mileage back, start moving. Um, I'm I'm trying to open up in an 800 in Glasgow, so I, oh really? I was able to to run some 150s today as well. Didn't quite run 16.6, but I'll get there. Um, you ran a 16 point though. Yeah. Well, yeah. They don't need to hear what the point is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so you know, just out here working hard and, and having a bunch of fun with it, you know. Yeah. So it was it was great to have Henry here. It was great to have Isaac here. Isaac's in phenomenal shape. He's also opening up this weekend at. BU. At BU, yeah, at the New Balance Games. I mean, by the time you hear this episode, um, I'll have ran a 3K, and yeah. Isaac has ran a 3K as well, and so hopefully those will be positive results as I'm, well. I'm sure but they will. They, I'm sure they will as well. I think Isaac's really, really ready to rip, and so, yeah. Um, and then we got our man Garrett. We got our man Garrett, G-Money. You guys, if you want to know about the most amazing grinder <laughs> ever, not I'm not talking dirty dancing. I'm talking the grinder of, like, aerobic fitness just commitment like this guy was biking like 300 plus miles a week last year just to keep aerobically fit and now he's back ripping twos what was he ripping today 28 32 like 27 27 point (laughs) garrett is back and it's like he is awesome he's a major part of the team and it's so nice to have him around practice seeing him running on the track seeing him running with the team again you know we we're a team that's very tight we're a team that likes to run together every day so having like that missing person of such a big personality of, of, yeah. of Garrett was just was really tough on some of the on some of the team and you know having him back was just just phenomenal really yeah no it's yeah I'm excited it's, it's gonna be a good year for him and I'm yeah. I'm really really pumped and I did a workout I did one workout with him uh, earlier this year and he was coming in and out of reps and I'm like this is awesome mm-hmm. he yeah so we can't talk enough about him but <laughs> you're gonna listen to these episodes and be like man they really love their teammates but it's true like yeah danny when he's when danny goes through recruitment processes he goes through personalities and he talks about this a lot when he's he says hey do you guys want to bring this person in and it's like a, a family recruiting process we say yay or nay on him yeah we and, definitely have that opinion and that's a really nice thing where it's like i know that i'm not gonna have a teammate that you know i'm not gonna get along with or you know the personalities don't work or you know, the person doesn't work with the team. Like, we're very much, a you know, a team that likes to help each other. It's not, you know, we all have our individual goals. And, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to not have to race these guys to make teams. But um, it's, you know, we're all helping each other to, to get to that next stage in our career. So that's always great. And, you know, yeah, I feel like we've spoken about everyone but Danny and Sarah, really. Yeah, I mean, like, Danny and Sarah are two major roles, um, major roles, major people in our circle. Because, like, obviously Danny coaches us and Sarah is our athletic trainer that travels to camp and races with us. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, like right now as we're recording this podcast, there's people upstairs getting treatment. Yeah. And I mean, it's six, uh, what time is it? Yeah, six o'clock here. And Sarah's still doing treatment and she got to the track at 9.15 this morning. Yeah. She, I mean, I mean I'm, like I've, I've had Sarah as an athletic trainer since I was my freshman year at UNM. So I've, I've worked with her for the last five years. She signed with Brooks a year before I did or two years before I did, something like that. Um, but I think one of the hardest working athletic trainers out there for sure. So, you know, we're super lucky to have her. We're super lucky to have Danny. And, you know, it's nice to have people around you that, that work as hard as you do when you're, uh, you know, out yeah. training. So Seriously. Nice. And who knows, maybe in a few weeks we'll be able to have a conversation about another person uh, in our circle. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's in the works. And uh, looking forward to hopefully something like that happening. Yeah, he or she. He or she. But they are very good. Very good. So that's cool. 
Yeah, so that's the Brooks Insider News. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone our backgrounds. You want me to ask any questions about you, your your first dates, your? <laughs> I don't need. I don't need any don't of those need questions that. right now. But I would like to move on to the uh, the questions from 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 you guys. Yeah, the questions that you guys have sent in. Yeah, I've written them all, uh, and and I've kind of folded them up and put them in a bowl, and we're gonna answer as many as we can before it gets gets dark outside. So let's yeah. let's give it a go. Yeah. So we are going to have segments that are fan submitted or viewer submitted called the banter bowl all right so we have this episode filmed we're going to drop some of the uh footage on our instagram and you will see how big this bowl is it'll be a different bowl every time but you put your questions into the banter bowl and we discuss them and banter will surely be had because some of these questions are very opinionated and i know i'm better than josh so uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with the banter bowl all right, Josh, I'll hold it. And if you want to grab the first note, read to the mic and the camera for these. Okay. Josh, so it's a nice uh, question to me. You know, I, I wrote these, so you see. Josh, who's a better athlete, you or your brother, at Mitchell Welsh? <laughs> Big old Mitch. Uh, I will answer this truthfully. I'll give a bit of background first, actually. So my brother's a professional rugby player for the Leicester Tigers back in England. Fantastic rugby player has got his first cap last year in the Six Nations. What's a so cap? A cap is like when you first play for your country, the uh, okay. senior team in your country. So, uh, so you actually get a cap. So you get presented with a cap. That's cool. Yeah. So like, if you play fifty times, you get fifty caps for Scotland. That's the way it works. Like, Damn. Yeah. I don't know if you get a cap every time. I don't believe do you get you caps. Do. You get kids. I don't know. I, I think we definitely used to at some point, but anyway, not anymore. Who is he more talented, or who is? Better, he's a better athlete, hundred percent. Look at the state of him. Look up a photo of Jake Kerr now versus Josh Kerr. The athlete in him is definitely more than me, but um, hardworking and uh, a very good athlete. So I can't. I'm not gonna. He's also could beat me up. He's like two hundred and fifty pounds. So I will say Jake Kerr is a better athlete than me. Do you me. think your parents named you Josh Kerr and him Jake Kerr because that's like JK for like just kidding? It's like they wanted. Well, girls. we're all JKs. My whole family's JK. Really? Because. They want girls, or like what, like your dad as well? My dad's JK, my mom's JK, I'm JK, my brother's JK, my grandparents are JK, my dog's JK. No. Mm-hmm. So are you related to JK Rowling? No, because her name's JK Rowling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's crazy. What's, wait, so what if your dad wanted to fall in love with a girl, not with a J? Then this whole thing wouldn't work out. I'm guessing my parents just was like, that'd be kind of cool. And then... I. I've had some, I mean, you get taken the mickey out for this sort of stuff anyway, but yeah, I think, my, my, well, I think, my know my, my, one of my grannies is called Sandra, um, but we can, we can leave her out of this situation. We call, you call her genre. <laughs> we call her J. Sandra. J. Sandra. Yeah, J. Sandra. <laughs> J. Sandra. <laughs> so yeah, we're all, we're all pretty much J. I mean, uncles and aunties are all different, but you know. Aunties. All right, oh, pick sorry. up, pick up the bowl. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Let me go. warm up my hands. Cheers, Mitch. <laughs> All right. Favorite gas station snack at Clay underscore S. Mm-hmm. Or is that a five? Oh, look. I rolled. Yes. S. I, it could be more than that. Favorite gas station snack. Let's go. Let's go. Candy, snack, and beverage. Be- ooh, beverage. Um, ooh. So candy would probably be like a Swedish fish. I'm a Swedish fish kind of guy. Sour Patch Kid. Okay. Either or. Uh, snack, I would go for some jerky. <laughs> Uh, some beef jerky and 
just some just some of your red links, some of your standard red links, some Sour Patch Kids and uh, Powerade. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to nutritionist Dr. Are, Kyle. Yeah, at Dr. Kyle, don't listen to this. Um, yeah, so we're very different. I go with either a Fast Break Bar mm-hmm. or um, Fast Break Bar. It's like a Reese's, it's peanut butter, so you obviously can't have it. That's why you've never had it. If you weren't deathly allergic to peanut butter, Fast Break Bar would... For sure, be your favorite candy bar. Oh, really? Or Reese's. Oh, okay. Um, so, a fast break bar for the candy. Yeah. Or Twizzler Bites. Bites? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like I'm the Twizzler expecting. ropes, but they're cut up into little bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Uh, for a snack, sunflower seeds. Are you kidding me? No, I could always go for some sunflower seeds. I remember seeds. that. You used to have sunflower seeds all over your car. Dude, I got, I think, an addiction. I think sunflower seeds are relatively addicting because I went on bags and bags of them. Like, my car was covered in them. I would just spit them into my floor. That is so disgusting. I mean, you sat in the passenger seat. That's where I'd spit I know. Them. It was disgusting. Yeah. But at least you got a new car now. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and what then a, drink? A, either a peace tea or an Arizona iced tea. Okay. I've yeah. been getting into my iced teas. Yeah. Arizona, those teas are great because like in the little store for lunch in high school, we'd always get them and they're 99 cents. Uh, okay. So nice it's just one. like, yeah. yeah, glory days. Love it. Next question. All right. Next question is. Who wins in a head-to-head decathlon, Care or Ribich at Johnny Glenn? Old roommate, Johnny Glenn, good mate. It's obvious. Is look it at, obvious? Look at my... Okay, here we go. Let me reposition no, myself. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the only time you ever swim, dude, is when you're in a workout with me. <laughs> I don't know what you're like at biking. I've seen you bike and elevate, and you're so bad. <clears throat> We're going to just take this moment of silence for Josh's lack of knowledge in a decathlon instead what? of a, a triathlon. <laughs> um, so Josh has got me beaten uh, two categories that won't be. We'll do a 12 cathlon if you want to include biking and swimming into a decathlon. Have you ever seen we're, some... cut, we're cutting this bit out. We're not cutting this bit out. We're, we're leaving this out. piece out because this is what I deal with and the team deals with every single day. This banter and this amount of energy brought to a conversation that is just so informed. So we're going to go to the decathlon, which is on the track. Yeah. No bikes. I don't run the... De- I don't do the decathlons. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, take it, we'll take it through. Okay. So event one. We'll say 1,500, obvious. Dub. You got that one. I would smoke you in hurdles. Fair. Okay. Shot put? Done. Dub. Okay, so that's two for Josh. Uh, I'll go I'll, two. I'll hold two Okay, you two. For, I'll, I'll hold one. Okay, that's three total. Mm-hmm. Javelin. Dub. You think you got me in javelin? Yeah. What do you throw in high school? 41. Feet meters. or me- meters? Okay. Feet. Feet? I don't know. Maybe you're a little weakling. You're like a big, big boy, but a little weak. I don't know. Okay, so that's three to one. Um, I would get you. What's the next one? Oh, come on, Mister Decathlon. Uh, pole vault. I would. I would be yeah, pole vault. I'd no beat you in long round. jump. Yeah. Um, that's, fine. that's three to four. Three to three. Three. Oh yeah. So six. Um, what else you got? I'm naming more. Two hundred in there? No, four hundred is. I think I could beat in a four hundred. I think you could beat me in a four hundred as well. Yeah. Uh, one hundred's in there. Ooh. I think you got me in a 100. You got me in the explosion. Yeah, Explosiveness. True. So I have to win the next two events. Yeah, what are they? What are they? They feel like they field, right? Dude, this is embarrassing. Pull out your phone. No, <laughs> we have to know what these are. I, I'm sure there's a... I was giving you uh, smoke for uh, not... Tri- triple okay. jump? I don't think triple jump's in there. Discus. 
Discus is in there. I think I got you in discus. I, I'm not good at discus. I, I can't I, get the technique. Of okay, the... I have really good technique. I can't throw it far, mm-hmm. but I can throw it really, really well. Okay. So I'll take the discus. Yeah. And then is, is there a longer hurdles? Is 400 meter hurdles in there? This is embarrassing. All right, this is embarrassing. I'll get it up. Um. Yeah, so <laughs> welcome to After Hour Podcast, where we um, feed in conversation. Mate, I can't believe that. It sounds the same. Decathlon, decathlon triathlon. triathlon. It, and so triathlon is yeah, three things. Three, yeah, I Deck know that now. You don't need to be like that. What's a pentathlon? Huh? What's a pentathlon? Five? Good. So, don't try and give me a... I have gone to a university. I have a degree. We have the same degree, and I know uh, how difficult it is to get a communication degree. 100, 400, 1500, 110 hurdles, high jump, high jump. That's Ooh, high means. jump. Yeah. I think I got you in high jump. I think high jump is going to be difficult because I feel I used to high jump. What do you jump? What do you jump? I've, thing is, I'm going to work in meters here. Okay. I've jumped one sixty five. Okay, look up what five ten is. I think it's around about the same. This is the awkward silence of <laughs> the American uh, culture being different than the European. What is that called? Metrics. Yeah. Sure. I want to say because I think six foots. 167 ish. So. We'll just take a draw on it. We'll take a draw. So, to draw on a decathlon? Yeah. It'd have to be points. It would have to be then how far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I okay. think it'd be, it would be a good match because we, we play to our strengths. Yeah. And uh, you're explosive and I'm not. But. But you're bouncier than I am. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That means you win high jump then. Yeah, you said it, not me. So that's uh, yeah, five to five. Five all, whatever. Five all, five all. We'll have, to, we'll have to settle that. I'll take the dub. It's fine. Well, we'll settle that next week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, banter ball. Nice. Next question. Next question. We got... I got two questions. I'll hit them both. How do you keep your mind occupied on these long runs? At Hey Sourpuss? Yeah, that's Lamar's sister. Uh, uh, main plug. What up, Philly? Um, I, I mean... I don't know. I, I I do listen to podcasts. I do. I mean, we run together when when I'm not like yeah. here, treading along on myself, on myself, by myself. <laughs> um. So yeah, I would say just if I'm by myself, just think about what's going on in my daily life. Just trying to work out any problems I've got. I like to. I, it clears the mind. Running definitely clears the mind. It keeps a healthy, like stable person. You know. Yeah. I think all of us are pretty relaxed people. I don't think you'll meet a beast that isn't like kind of chill and relaxed because we get to go out there and do a you know a something that can really level our mind every day yeah. so that's always nice but you know we we have a lot of banner on on runs and stuff we have a lot of big personalities on our team yeah. so uh a lot of just you know trying to be trying to be the big dog trying to be the big guy trying to you know challenge people for stuff and, and this and that so it's, it's a nice atmosphere i would honestly say like our long-run conversations and how we keep our mind healthy is like we practically podcast but without yeah. the podcast like yeah, we just exactly. have conversations we have these really great things that i wish everyone could hear yeah um but how to keep your mind occupied is that the word yeah it's just yeah. uh find something that you enjoy and, and listen to that or pay attention to it mm-hmm. um katie Mackey's dad has a, a running log of every single animal he's ever seen on a run. Really? Like, that's something that you could do, too. Like, maybe just keep an eye on, like, okay, one dog, three squirrels, one rabbit. Like, if you think about those things on a run, that's going to help your mind be occupied. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's a, he has a running total, so he has everything that he's ever seen. And he has the, the, how many miles he's run in his life, right? Yeah, he's over 100,000. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All at miles, it's called. Really? hmm Nice. All right. Why is Josh so much better than David? This is better, not better. 
I was adding some enunciation because okay. of I Good didn't want at Parker Dot Marson. You Parker, nice. I don't know. Nice. It's a mix of talent, uh, upbringing, personality, dogness. Dogness. Yeah, just being a dog. <laughs> just being a dog. Yeah. Um, you know what they called me in college? What? My last couple of years, I was the big dog. And you were. Okay. I, I was. I was grown then. Okay. I was yeah, grown that's then. fine. Uh, I'm guessing Parker's one of your friends. He not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Parker is someone that I would occasionally play Fortnite with, but always revive him because he's always on his knees. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. In in Fortnite. <laughs> All right. Nice question. Hold my bowl. Hold the banner bowl. <laughs> Dude, if you didn't have an accent, that would have made sense, but you said give hold me, my give me the bowl. question. It's my question. Uh, Josh Kerr's neck beard. <laughs> That's a question. Why? Thank you very much for putting my surname, just in case there's any Josh confusion. Yep, you know there's this. a lot of Joshes on this Jesus. podcast. Evan Eberly 566 Thank you very much. Um, I work hard to shave my neck beard, my neared. But, you know, I can't keep up the appearance every single day, you know? Right now, it's, you know, it's not too bad. I don't, it, it just grows back so quickly. Just a manly. Do you think British people typically have neck beards and beards because they have messed up teeth? Uh, I mean, that's such a stereotype as well. <laughs> Tough stereotype. Um, <laughs> shut up. Just because you can't grow a beard, that doesn't I'm just... allow you to <laughs> just rip into mine. Um, I will work extremely hard, Evan, to make sure that I don't have a neared for any race that you see or any post that you see. That's a that's a statement. I, I'm just gonna work hard for him. All right. Describe your running journey in three words. From at brighter eight five two. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, roller coaster. That's a, a good wow. start. Yeah, deep. That's, that's one word. Uh. Roller coaster, um, positive. You've got to always stay positive when everything's kind okay. of positive. And atmosphere. <laughs> okay. I've always had the right atmosphere. I've always been in the right place at the right time for my stage of career. Okay. The yep. right people around me. Go on, Dave. So as Dave thinks, I'll just yeah, just stare into his eyes. Thank you. Um, I would say linear. Okay. If I'm I'm speaking totally um, just performance based, because last year was actually the first year I didn't PR in every event. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Biggest transition as well. Yeah, for sure. Transition is would be oh, my second. Oh, you just taking my words? Yeah, yeah. You take the words right out of my mouth, Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, transition. Just being able to transition from high school to college and yeah. then college to now. It's yeah. like. Things don't click over time. Like they, they take time. And for me, I've noticed that I'm not like a instant guy. I, it does take me time. Yeah. So um, linear, transitioned, and I think my last one is fun. Like I yeah. really have had fun every single day since I've started the sport. This is, this is the best job in the world, man. It is the best job <laughs> in the world. I mean, other than the fact that I missed my nap to do this podcast, it is the best job <laughs> in the world. Did I want to nap? Yes. But did I want a podcast? I guess give the people what they want. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like that's a really good question. Um, brighter eight six five eight. Uh, I don't know where that card went. All right, last one. Yeah, uh, we have two more. Oh, um, beer. At beer. Tim Dawson fourteen. <laughs> beer. I, I got my beer hat on. You got your beer hat. What's yeah. your favorite beer? That's tough. Um, 
my girlfriend's stepfather here we really go likes huh i said here we go oh stop it he really likes breweries so he kind of got me into like the brewery scene so i've been trying a lot of like different beers and stuff like that and i really like breweries now so i don't know i, I quite like there's always like the the really like hard scottish like beers like the scotias or like i don't know if you've heard of that before I don't know if it has a whiskey in it or whatever. I don't know. It's super strong. But I quite like those just because okay. I have to stick to my roots. But no, I mean, put me in a brewery, I'll find a beer. I don't really. Uh, on, the, on the normal, I've been drinking a lot of, uh, I mean, I haven't been drinking a lot. Of, <laughs> oh, okay, Josh, let's, let's let's hear it. Corona and Blue Moon are my, my go teens. Okay. I will say. I oh, haven't no. been drinking a lot. but um, Oh, no. Danny doesn't listen to this. It's fine. Other than the fact that I saved an episode on our Dropbox for him and I. Yeah. So he listened to it. Nah, without sure. telling me. He'll be fine with it. Um, and then, yeah, so Josh, you want to ask me? Beer. Beer. Uh, so there's a home brewery in Enterprise called Terminal Gravity. Yeah. Big plug. Big beer. So good. They make their own beer there. They're um, ESG, which stands for Extra Special Golden. My favorite beer. Yeah. Okay. They have Eagle Cap IPA, also my favorite beer. So yeah. I'm almost like loyal to a brewery, I would say, than a beer. Okay. However, being in Seattle, there's a lot of breweries around me in Ballard. I yeah. mean like six within quarter mile radius. But my favorite beer as of now in Seattle is a Rainier. What? Just a classic Rainier, man. Don't say classic Just Rainier. Just a classic Rainier. You're a bad guy. You just go in there to that brewery, <laughs> look at all them fancy beers for $8, and say, I'd like your $4 Rainier. Jesus. What was your first beer? What was your first ever beer? Uh, it was a Niskanen. Oh wait, no, that's that's a girl on my college track team's last <laughs> name. It's a Ninkasi. Ninkasi, the one in Eugene. <laughs> what happened to this girl on your track team? Niskanen. I don't know why. What happened the first time you met this girl? Niskanen, Nicole Niskanen. She talked really, really fast and smiled a bunch. She yeah. Forty meters. And did you like date her? I did not date her. No, I was already dating Olivia. Oh okay. Plug. Plug. That's my girlfriend. And. Yeah, back to Ninkasi Brewing. It's in Eugene. Um, I was up in a sauna, and it was with my three other buddies, and we were drinking a beer. Yeah. And were you twenty yeah, one? I was, I was eighteen. It was after high school. Okay. I graduated high school, and then I had my first beer. Nice. It was like that week. Wow. Yeah. You ID'd there? I was not ID'd, ID'd in a private sauna. Because <laughs> I was in a sauna. I was naked. <laughs> that was weird. That's weird. I mean, it's definitely not recommended to drink alcoholic beverages in yeah, cause a sauna. Yeah, because it dehydrates you more, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, I was sipping it. Dude, I did not yeah, like the did taste you enjoy of it. it? Yeah. No, I hated it. I hated Similar it. Similar story, to be fair. Yeah, I, I don't also Maybe. I don't also encourage underage drinking. Well, I mean, I can say. Oh, for you, yeah. In the UK, twelve drinking age is eighteen. Oh. But I'm sure there's some rule about drinking in your house with other yeah. adults or something like that. I don't know. I, I think I had my first beer when I was 15 or 16. 15, okay. I want to say... What was I, it? A Corona. Oh, okay. I know. Nice thing. Yeah. Um, I My brother was going on like some sort of night out thing like with his rugby team and they were gonna he was going to have to drink beer so he said, look, Dad, I want to have my first beer and he was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll have a first beer together and that'd be quite a cool thing and I was like, hey... Can I have one as well? And and I did, and I did, and, and it was horrible. It was it was absolutely, absolutely horrendous. It was horrendous, but yeah, they've grown on me. Good. You never think there's so long we come out with one word. Anyway, mine. Yeah. All right. Last, last question, one. and then we're gonna close out with an outro. Which is more fun, being a college athlete or being a pro? Pro. Pro. Agreed. Yeah. Because so college athletes athletics is fun because you're built around this team and you have this regular schedule mm-hmm. and it's a little bit clearer on where you're competing, what you're doing, where your championships are. 
But being a pro, I feel like there's a lot more freedom involved, and we have the opportunity to sit here in a very nice home in Albuquerque, New Mexico, film yeah. a podcast, kind of do some of our individual passions. Like Isaac Yorks is a writer, right? Um, Garrett Heath is a businessman, checks emails all day. Drew Wendell, he's become a hunter and a gamer, right? <laughs> Henry Wynn does everything he wants. Okay, so it's like, and what other what other girls are we have? That well, can, what what do girls do? I don't do know. What girls, girls do, do. well. All know. of our girls are recently new, so they're kind of yeah. We're still trying to figure them out. What, not that like they're getting into it, like us as well. We're kind of finding our uh, what we want to do in our spare time and, yeah. and how productive we want to be. So. Yeah. So a good way to put it is being a pro is great because you're a professional athlete and you're running track and field, but you can also pursue other things. Other yeah, other passions, other goals, and as long as it you know can come secondary to your to your performance and and make sure it doesn't. You know, hurt that at all? It's you have freedom to kind of, you know, you have the majority of the day to kind of do things outside of running as well. As long as it's not too active, doesn't strain your body too much. So yeah. I mean, for me, it's like you know, I can take massive control of my career. Like at the, at the end of the day, it's my career. I do the races I want to do. That you know, and you know, I choose the group I want to be in. And it helps when you're in a, a team like the Beast, where it's like a college, like a lot more like a college team, where you have like that college team around you and and stuff. So I would say, yeah, bro. Yeah, pro. And like the easiest way to put it too is like I'm surrounded every single day by people that help fuel my passion and I'm thankful to be around. Yeah. Um, Does that wrap up our questions, Dave? That wraps up our, wraps up our questions. Um, I guess that kind of wraps up our episode. Yeah, I think expectations from us is like we're, we're going to try and upload an episode every week. We're going to try and have... Uh, well, we are going to have um, great episodes with... We've, we've already done some with some professional athletes. We want to do some with you know people outside of track coaches agents whatever and, and kind of give an insight as much as we can and into our lives and into a professional athlete's life really yeah and honestly let your friends know what you're listening to um, let your friends know that their input matters and your input matters and if you want something specific answered or you want some specific guest on hit us with that dm and we'll really try to slide into our dms we'll really try to cater to your guys' demand because ultimately our podcast doesn't exist without you guys. Yeah. And our microphones. And our microphones. And personalities and good looks. But this is a podcast so you can't tell we're good looking other than the film. <laughs> but, so, yeah. So, you know, as long as Dave doesn't continually lose his podcast and mic, then we'll be good. Hey, I have my mic, not my cord, but here we are. So. Here we are. So the audio's bad. That's truly David's fault. Do we name an episode at the very end? Name it? Yeah, so you'll name this episode. I'm going to say episode... We're going to end it with... I'm going to say episode one, and then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind, and that's the name of the episode. Uh, don't, don't do that with me. All right, uh, episode one... Beer. Beer. <laughs> that's not going to be the name. Okay, go again. Episode one. Beer. <laughs> it's a, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick. He's got to go now. With Josh Kerr. All right, here David Rivich. Josh Kerr. David Rivich. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivich.